you have your Bibles tonight, um, I'm going to go through some different scriptures tonight, but if you have your Bibles, let's go to 1 Corinthians um, chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, when I was uh, when I was younger and when I was in high school, uh, the glory days, right? That's what we call high school, right? The glory days. Um, I played football. I love football, and um, I played before I ever got to high school. I played a few years of pop corner football, and then uh, played in high school. And I, I just I, I love the sport, and um, you know. But every after every every we'd play on Friday nights. Friday night lights, very real in West Virginia. It's a very, it's a big deal, right? You know. If you played football, you loved football, and uh, it was a, uh, it was just uh, you know in our high school, you know it was a small school, but you guys, I mean, you, you know everything shut down. I mean, like it was that kind of thing, kind of like Texas. Everything shuts down in Texas for football, and uh, Ritchie County was like that because it was under consolidation, and um, and I mean, you know, there would be nothing to see three and four thousand, five thousand people. The county was five, uh, ten thousand people, but five thousand people would come to a football game. And they would allow people to stay in the end zones. They would, you know, there was just people all over the place. So, so it was something that I that I that I really remember, and and and, um, and it built a lot of character in me throughout. My coaches built a lot of character, and I'm thankful for that. Brian and I played on the same. We were same class and went through all four years together and uh, had a great time with football. Um, but one of the things that I remember about football was um, after Friday, you know, you'd be sore on Saturday, you'd begin to heal up. Um, on Sunday, and then there was Monday, and uh, but one of the things the coaches would do with us on Mondays was, um, depending upon whether we uh, we uh, we won or lost, most often we would, uh, you know, um, we would always take the time to watch film, and we would always take time to on Mondays to go back and and review what we had actually done on Friday, things that were good, things that were bad. We would set, and you know, sometimes if we we played horrible, we didn't do things very well we would spend the first hour of practice running I, I you know that's a, a good amount we would just our coaches would run us hard and and then we would get to go watch film if we if we won we would get to just go watch film and then we would have a lighter practice and so but I but I remember that you know Monday was like was like judgment day you know Monday was like the day of like good bad what's it going to be just depends upon how you played Friday night and um but Monday was like Judgment Day. I mean, sometimes we had pizza. Sometimes it was short. We got to go home early. But but Monday was Judgment Day. And um, as I got into the the scripture and passage, um, I just feel like I've been emotional after reading this and studying this passage. And uh, because I I have a maybe it's a, God's given me a greater revelation. You know that sometimes you can read the word. And you've read it, and you've seen it, and you've meditated upon something, and then it's like, and then you, you go back and read it again. I got a new Bible, and I haven't marked this one up, and I usually give Bibles away. And, uh, and, I, and as I read, that, I read this passage this week, it was just like there were some things that begin to, begin to, begin to burn in me, and I, and I begin to just, I'm not, I'm not like itching because I'm nervous or anything. I just, I had an itch, so... Um. Sorry, I, I'm up here like scratching, digging my head. You guys, are like, what's he doing? And um, but I, I, I began as I begin to read this passage. I um, I begin to think about life. <laughs> that in life, that as a believer, 
as a believer, as somebody, you know, please understand, if you're not a believer, this is not a judgment that you'll, that you'll, that you'll come under, but, but that one day that I would stand before the Lord and have to give an account for my life. <laughs> that might not... Maybe it's hitting me in a different way. It's not because I don't feel old. I don't, you know, God's going to give me long life. I know that. And, uh, but that I would have to give an account for what I've done. And I've and I got to be, be, be transparent. I've, have I missed it? Yeah. Have I missed it? Yeah. I've, there's things that I've missed. Are there things that I, I got a hold of and, and, I, and I did correctly? Yes. And, um, but as I begin to think about the, the book in heaven that's written about me, I, I want there to be greater things written about me, about the things that I accomplished for the Lord on earth than the things that I missed. Amen. So I'm going to go through this tonight, and I'm, going to, I'm just going to get into this tonight because I, I feel like it's important. You know, you're out on a Sunday night, and so the, sh- surely the one thing that I, 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 want to, I want to give you tonight is that, that we as believers, when we begin to talk about the foundation that's being laid, there, there's, there's a certain way that we have to build upon the foundation that's set before every believer. And there, there's a certain way that we're, we're called to build. And I, I want to get into that tonight because it's so important that you see it because, I, if, you know, even in my Christian walk, there's things that I, that I wanted to pursue. There's things that, that I wanted to do without checking with the Lord. Nobody's ever been like that, right? Nobody's ever done that before, you know, where, where you just ran ahead of God and it's like, man, I should have waited. I should have did this or I should have did that. And so, so I want to get into this tonight because I, I think there's just a, there's a real revelation around this. And, you know, and I, as I thought about this message today, I thought, you know, in America today, you know, this word is being preached in churches, and I believe that. That we will have to give an account before our Lord. I don't know where it's being preached at, but I, I, could, begin to, I, be, I could begin to see that. That heaven awaits every believer. Heaven awaits every believer. And, you know, it's like what Dr. Morocco says, and he says to us, us pastors, he's like, you know, I, I want that the day be, that you stand before the Lord, that, that, you, that, you, you know, that he'll say, well done, well done, well done, well done. Amen? And I believe that's everybody's story in here. Amen? That God wants us... He wants us to walk according to that foundation, that foundation that's being laid. You know, I think about Paul. You know, Paul, you know, Paul talked about this, and you'll see it throughout his writings. He talked about the, uh, the, the judgment seat of Christ or, or the day of judgment, and it was like, you know, so, so much of where he was at, he could, he could begin to, to, you know, he was beginning to prepare the church that, you know, one day, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to go on to heaven and you're going to receive, you're going to receive eternal rewards. Amen. It's, you know, you're working towards, you're working towards eternity. Amen. That, you know, we work here on earth, but yes, we're working for eternal rewards. Amen. And, 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 that, and that you would have many in heaven. Amen. And that's my prayer for this house. That's my prayer for this church. Um, 
In 2 Timothy, you know, Timothy said in, in verse 4, he said, I have, and you, can, you can go there if you want, 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So I, I, I say it with great... Um, um, with great enthusiasm that, that, we, that we, we the body, we the church, we as pastors, we, we, we look forward to His appearing. Amen? We, and, and you know, we, we, we're, not, we're not in fear of, of, of the judgment, but we're, we're looking forward to His appearing. Amen? That will stand before Christ and say, yes, Lord, I did what you asked me to do. Praise God. Praise God. Heaven awaits us. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3. Let's pick up there. Verse, verse 9. Verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. It says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. I, I, just even, even to pause there. See, I want you to see something. You, you are God's building. God has a plan and purpose for every believer. For every believer, and I know you hear that preached out of this house, but please understand, God has a purpose for every believer. If, you, if you've came into to Christ just today, he, you know, I've got good news for you. He has a purpose and plan for your life. He has a purpose and plan for your life. And you know, He wants to do something personally through you. It may not look the same as everybody else. That's okay. But he personally wants to do something through every believer, through every child of God. God wants to manifest himself through you. He wants, he wants to use you. You know, you're, you know it's it, you know, like in a game. I mean, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if, you're in, if you're in a game or a basketball game, a football game, volleyball game, whatever it may be, you, you don't enjoy the sport so much sitting on the sidelines. You want, you want to be in the game, right? I, I don't know if anybody played sports, but, you know, I've sat on the bench. I don't like sitting on the bench. I, anybody ever sit on the bench? I don't like sitting on the bench. Put me in the game. I want to be in the game. So, so, and that's what God's doing. He's inviting us and He's saying, look, I have a plan for you. I have a, I have a, a dream for you. I, I want to get you in the game. I want, to pull, I want to pull you into this thing called life, and I want you to run. Amen? I want you to run at this thing just like the Apostle Paul did. He, there was a running that he had, and that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be uh, to, to running after him, to, to, to truly, <laughs> truly looking ahead at everything that he has for us. Amen? So, you know, and I love it. That, you know, the Bible says that his eyes roam. His eyes are roaming around. They're looking. His eyes are upon, upon his people looking, looking, looking. How can this person be used? And he's depositing. And I believe that as Pastor Moran and I received the word this, this, this year, I won't forget it now. Thank you, Amanda. Thrive. As I, as, you know, not that I was going to forget it, but it's here. It's here that as, as, as you know, God's going to cause something to happen in people this year where you're going to thrive. There's going to be, there's going to be like, like we said, please catch this because it might be in one or two things. It might be in three things that, that God's dealing with you on that you're going to thrive in this year. And it's going to be, it's going to cause such about a change in your life that you, you know, that it's like you're, it's, it, it, you, you, you got the foundation. I get, I'm getting excited. You got the foundation, but you're building upon the foundation. He's going to cause you to thrive this year. 
So please don't miss that. Don't miss and don't, 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 don't miss what the Lord's saying to you individually. He's speaking corporately to the body of Christ. Absolutely, 100%. Amen. But collectively, I go back to that. Collectively, He's speaking to you. And He's giving you direction. He's giving you vision. Amen. I make that declaration over, over you tonight and over this house tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's pick up at verse 3. It says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. No, no other are building on it, but whoever is building on the foundation must be very careful. <laughs> For no one can lay any foundation other than, the found, other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on the foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. I'm reading now the NLT tonight. It says, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Man, that's a good thing to underline. It, it, you know, you, you, what you do, is, is, is it going to go through the fire? What you've done on earth, is, is it going to get burned up or is it going to pass through? I mean, that, that, what a revelation. I, you guys, many of you may know this. You may, you may already have the revelation of this. It says, but if the work is burned up and the building... <clears throat> let me back up. It says, the fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like somebody barely escaping through a wall of fire. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You are that temple. Now, just a few points out of this. See, the foundation, the foundation, we have to, we have to go back to the beginning, and we're going to be in the book of John, which is, which is great, but the foundation at the very beginning is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. Amen. But we go back to that. The foundation was established on the truth of God's Word. So we see, we see that this is truth. You know, we're preaching around foundation. We understand that, that, the, that, the, that the Word of God will come under attack. But we understand that we primarily, as every believer, have a foundation. And that foundation is the truth of the Word of God. What is truth? The, 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 the Word is truth. Amen? That please understand. It's not, well, you know, some people believe it this way or believe it that way. No, the, the Bible is the truth. I don't, I can't, we won't waver from that. We'll see it. That is truth, amen? <laughs> At whatever, what, whatever that cost might be, the Word of God is truth. But, you know, as you begin to see it, the written Word gives us the drawing or the, or the architectural uh, design of the building that God wants us to be. We're the building. We're the building. He's the foundation. I love that. I love that he's, he's the foundation. And as we walk into salvation, that our foundation, our foundation very much can be built upon Christ Jesus. Amen. He's that foundation. But we're the building. We're the building. From level to level, from precept to precept, from faith to faith. You see all these building blocks that, that God, we're, we're God's building. Wow, isn't that amazing that... That the foundation, what's underneath of us is Christ Jesus when we get saved and when we, when we come into sal salvation. He's that foundation that we can begin to build upon. We're the building. Hallelujah. You know, in Ephesians 2.20, and I love this because it says, Together we are His house, built upon the foundations of the, from the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. Oh my. 
Oh my, that you guys, you, you have to understand what a cornerstone is. A cornerstone is the stone that aligns every other stone. The cornerstone is the primary stone that everything is, is marked off of. That without the cornerstone, man, your house is going to not be stable. Without having that marker or that, or that boundary of that cornerstone, your house is not going to be built on a solid foundation. Christ, the Bible says, is the cornerstone. He is the cornerstone. Hallelujah. See, all other, all other stones, catch this, because all other stones in a foundation align to the cornerstone. That's the reference point of our life. Christ is that cornerstone. It's the rock upon which the, uh, which the weight of the entire structure rests is on the cornerstone. So the weight of everything that happens as the building goes up, as, the, as, 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 as there's a little bit of whatever going on with the building, if we have Christ as that solid foundation, it rests on that one cornerstone. That cornerstone is the most important. Isn't that cool? There, there's other foundational blocks, but there's one main one. So what are we building upon? What are we building upon? We're building upon that solid foundation, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that's, see, I, I just love it. I think it's so good. I think it's so good. You know, it's, um, you see, if Christ isn't the center, if he's not the center, and as I talked about it last week, what happens is you, you, you get cracks. There's shifts. There, there's, there's things that happen. If Christ isn't the cornerstone, if my basis or my belief isn't in Christ, man, when, when, something, when something happens, when the wind blows, you know, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow things around. But for the believer, you, you, you can rest and know that when a storm comes, my foundation is in Christ Jesus. And heaven's my home. I, I, can't, I can't say it enough because, because I, I feel like, you know, we as the, you guys understand, we could see the rapture of the church, that we're living in a day and age. We, the church, could be raptured out, out, of, out of here. We could be taken out of here. That we're living in such a, such a, such a great time, such a, such, a, such a marvelous time. It's the church age. The church advances in this time period. Somebody asked me the other day, when's the great falling away going to happen? I don't know. I'm not focused on the great falling away. I'm focused on seeing God's kingdom built on earth. Amen? I mean, it could have happened in the 1400s or the, or the 1200s or the 1300s. There, there, were, there were a lot of fallings away. You know, you, you, you take Martin Luther. I mean, think about how the church was under persecution. There's, there's, there's always been times where, 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 where people in, in whole nations and whole countries there's, where there's been a falling away. The dark ages, you can go back and look at all these things. And then people want to prophesy out of their mouth and not know what they're saying. Well, you know, this is the great falling away in America. Yeah, we've, we've seen church decline. But you know, you know what's interesting? Because I've seen Pastor Tony Carpenter. Praise God. He went and rented a facility. An 800-seat facility, and they filled it up with 700 people this past weekend. Out of faith. God's not done with His church. God's doing something with His house, and He's doing something with His church. Because that core and solid foundation is Christ Jesus. So we're called to advance, amen? We're not called to focus on the, the great falling away. 
We're called to advance the church. But see, Paul wants us to see something out of this passage, and I, and I, and I truly believe it's, it's very profound. And, and um, he wants us to, to, he wants us to, to know the, the good news, of course, but he, he wants us to see that Jesus Christ is our solid foundation. What kind of house are you building? That was a question I felt like the Lord asked me yesterday as I was preparing this. What kind of house are you building? Is every part of your house built upon the foundation of Christ? And it causes, you know, what it's what it's doing is it's causing me to examine. It's causing me to look within. I'm talking about me. You you can do you. I'll I'll do me. But but it's causing me to look within. Is is everything that I'm doing built upon the foundation of Christ Jesus? Am I, stand, am I standing in line with, with what Christ wants me to stand in line with? Am I doing what He's asking me to do? Am I faithful? Am I obedient? Am I, am I, am I walking the things out that He's calling me to walk out? These were questions I felt as they were posed to me yesterday that I, I felt, well, Lord said, you know, share that with your congregation. Because, see, you, you have to understand, <laughs> you know, as Pastor Moran and I begin to pray about several months ago, about this year, we felt so deeply about, about what God wanted to do through people's lives. And that God was going to begin to speak to people and there was going to be great multiplication and there were going to be, there were going to be just great happenings in people's lives. And people were going to, you know, this is a kind of year where this sets the course maybe for the rest of your life in a certain area. Lifestyle changes, things that, 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 the, that we're going to thrive in, that the Holy Spirit comes in and touches. And not that you don't keep growing in that area, because you, you can, but it's like you, you shifted. Something shifted. It allowed your mind to see what God, what, God, what God wanted you to see, and now you're walking in it, and you're talking in it, and you're, and you're thriving in it. Amen. You know, I'll, I'll say this, because see, even, even the thing with foundation... Even, even with foundation, it doesn't matter your class, it doesn't matter your politics, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter your, your, your race, pink, purple, green, white, black, brown, Hispanic, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Aim, aim, moral things, it doesn't matter because, you know, understand, God, God's, God's saying, look, I will give every believer a solid foundation. A foundation that they can rest upon. Christ Jesus. That we all get, you know, because listen, none of us are perfect. So for, for us as believers and for Christians, we all come in at the, we all come in at the same level. You know, yeah, can you, can you be blessed with things? Yes, but you, you, you understand something. I, once I started listening to African preachers, you know, everything, everything shifted, and I began to think, well, you know, because... You know, there's poor in America, and then there's poor in Africa. Can I tell you something about poor in Africa? It looks a lot different than poor in America. You know, when they, they may make 10 bucks a year, 12 bucks a year, 20 bucks a year, $100 a year. And in America, we make twenty or $30,000 a year. Poor looks very different in Africa. But then faith. Everybody say, but faith. Because see, that, that's what happens. That when, you know, when, when, when they see that my life can be changed and shifted because my, my life is built upon the rock, that cornerstone, that foundation, God will make me. He'll make me a great building. Amen. I am God's building.
I am God's building. You know, it's the foundations. That, you know, it's, it's something to see. It's, it's priceless. God's foundation is priceless. You can't, you, can't put, you can't put a value or money on the foundation that's laid for us. There, there, there's, no, there's no amount of money that, that, that is, you know, that's so precious than, than the foundation of Christ Jesus. You know, even so much, you know, because, you know, Paul dealt with this. He dealt with this in, uh, in the church because, you know, because, you know, people were looking, well, I'm going to follow Paul. I'm going to follow Apollos. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm, you know, and, and Paul, Paul was like, he kept, he kept taking it back to, no, 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 no. You're not going to build a foundation upon me. You're not going to build a, fa- a foundation on Apollos. You're going to build a foundation upon Christ Jesus. That's actually in 1 Corinthians 1, 1.12. It says, some of you are saying, I have followed, I, I'm a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I, I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into fractions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except uh, Cyprus and Gaius. For now, no one can say that they were baptized in my name. Oh yes, I always bapt- I also baptized the household of Stephanus, but I don't remember baptizing anyone else. You know, Paul's going on to, to talk about, you know, look, you're not following after me. You're not following after Apollos. You, you're, you're, you're confused. You're confused because you're not looking at where your foundation, the beginning part of your foundation, where, where it begins. But uh, he goes on to say, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but preach the good news, and, no, and not were clever speech for fear that uh, the cross of Christ would lose its power. You know, so, so Paul was like, look, you know, I'm not your foundation. We have a responsibility to preach and teach. Pastor Moran and I do. Anybody that's doing life groups, Brother Don, when he preaches, you know, others, you know, when you preach in this house, you, we have a responsibility to carry, to carry the, the gospel to people. And it's, it's not, you guys understand, there's a different judgment for people that share and teach and preach the word of God. That's a whole other lesson, but, it, but it, it's, it, it's not something that, that, it, that it is taken lightly. So we can't deviate, you know, and say, well, I follow, I, I follow Dr. Morocco. Or I follow this person, or I follow that person. Dr. Morocco is my senior pastor. He's, he's a spiritual father. Yes, I, 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 I set under him. But my foundation is not built upon Dr. Morocco. Your foundation is not built upon Pastor Brad or Pastor Miranda. Your foundation has to be built upon Christ Jesus. He sends apostles, he sends pastors, he sends teachers, he sends, he sends evangelists, he sends the people into the body to work with the body. Amen? That's what we're doing. That's what's going to be raised up out of this house. I'm thankful. But we can never take our eyes off the true foundation, the foundation of Christ Jesus. You know, it's that we would mature. It's that we would... What time is it? It's, it's that we would mature... As Christian believers, take your Bibles, go to, go, to, go to Hebrews. I want you to see this because it's important that we understand in Hebrews 5 and verse 11. It's that we, that we can take Scripture like this and we can begin to understand. We can begin to understand that there are actual rewards in heaven that await us. You know, we, we think a lot of times people don't teach, they don't, they, don't, they don't preach this, people don't understand these things. You know, once somebody's saved, that's it. We just praise God, they're saved. 
See, salvation is just the beginning for every believer. Have, have people grown in this house since you've been saved? If you're new in the house and you, you got saved here, have you, have you grown? So you, did, you didn't just stop at salvation. You just didn't get saved and say, well, I've arrived. We don't arrive just that we don't. We, that's the beginning part of the walk for the believer. Amen. And so please understand, there are things that await every believer. And there is a judgment. There is a judgment. And I'm going to show you three things tonight. I'll be, I'll be quick about that. I'm going to show you three things tonight that will be judged. Hebrews chapter 5. It's that, it's that we would mature because, see, God, God you know, he, we, He's wanting us as the church, us as Christians, to mature. In Hebrews 5, verse 11, it says, There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Seems a little firm, doesn't it? I, I, I think Paul, Paul's very much, he's like, you know, look, he's, he's, he's coming at the church a little bit, and he's like, you know, come on now, you need to grow up. You need to put your big boy pants on. You need to put your, girl pan, the big, your big girl pants on. But, you know, he, he's, 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 he's talking to the believer. He's not talking to people that are outside of the church. It says you have, uh, yeah, let me back up. Yeah, there it is. It's especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know what to do is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. I mean, it seems like a, a simple. It seems like a simple writing, but see, God's God's wanting us to mature. He's not wanting us to stay at the, stay at the same level. You know, you know, people say, "What's your What's your gauge, Pastor?" I, I I honestly believe that if somebody will submit themselves for three years, and be discipled, and they easily can be somebody that can turn around and grow disciples. You that you don't have to wait and be in church for fifty years before you start making disciples. That you know that you 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 yourself can put yourself in training. You yourself can submit, and you can come into something where you begin to learn, and you're submitted, and you're discipled, and then and then in return, you're going to go out and make disciples yourself. We have you know listen, I I we gotta we gotta elevate that even in this house that that we make disciples that we that we're quick to do that, we're quick to say God can use you, Amen. Not please understand, it's not that everybody serves in the same role. You know, we've got people in this house that clean. We've got people in this house that serve in the parking lot. We've got people that, that serve in all different capacities. Greeters. Minister Mar is always looking for people to, to help out. You know, we're always looking for people to say, yes, I, I'll, I'll step in, I'll, I'll get involved. It's that on that day that God would say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Do you know, and I'm jumping ahead, but do you know that the, the things that you do the work that you do for the kingdom of God is being looked at? Well, I'm just going to wait. Or, and I, I don't feel this is anybody in this house, but you're going to hear it. You know, I got hurt in the last church. And it takes somebody out for 35 years. Get over it. Get over it. And I know that, that can seem hard, but it, but it takes people out. It takes people away from doing what God's called them to do. And they've given place to the enemy. They've allowed the enemy to come in to, 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 to steal their joy, to steal their peace, all the fruits of the Spirit. It, it's all taken away. Man, we've got to put the foolish things aside. 
We, you know, we, we've got to get, we've got, you know, we have to remain. And I, and I believe that about this house. Last year was sound doctrine. And I see it so much on this house. It's so that when new people come in, new babes come in, we can, we can graduate them quickly. You know, when someone says, well, you know, I've been hurt. Everybody raise your hand to church. Who hasn't been? Okay, let's figure out how we work through this thing. Let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Then you'll keep it. Only God knows my problem. Well, okay, yeah, God does know your problem. But there's so many places in the Word of God that where God says, you know, grab a brother. Confess your sins to one another. Bear, bear, you, know, bear, bear, you, you, you carry those things. You, you're there for somebody, amen. Man, that, that's the thing. God, God wants to elevate people. He wants to elevate the church very quickly so that, so that we can see the harvest. The number one thing, please hear this tonight, because, because people, I see what God's doing. God's elevating. God's moving in people's lives. God, God's grabbing a hold of people. And He's doing that. Back to the text in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, Anyone who builds on the foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If, if the work survives, the builder will receive a, work, a reward. Gold silver, gold, silver, precious jewels, wood, hay, or stubble. What's the difference? One is destructible, and one is indestructible. One's going to go poof, and one's going to stand the test of time. One is permanent, and one is temporary. One is permanent, and one is temporary. Poof. I have said poof because one just gets burned up. Poof. Kill always used to laugh about me when I because he used to do that all the time. He goes around and says poof all the time now. But poof, it's gone. Because life is but a vapor. I used to say that. Life's but a vapor. We're here and we're going poof. But, but that's what happens. It, it, Is what you're doing going to come through the fire? Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a clear thing for every believer. Is what I'm doing, is it going to come through the fire? One's destructible, one's indestructible. One is permanent and one is temporary. You know, I want you to, you know, I want you to pray this way and even, even begin to think about this because, because, see, you know, as Pastor Miranda talked about talked about the, the, the mind shift or, or, or the mindset you, that you have to begin to have as a believer. You have to begin to, to, to not be earthbound and think about things of the earth and, and how things operate here, but begin to think about uh, eternity. Guys, this is such a small amount of time that, we're, that, we're, that we live. Our, our, you know, our, our soul, our, you know, our, I'm sorry, our spirit. It's a very small amount of time on, on the grand scheme of things. A thousand years with Christ and then uh, in an infinity, infinity you know, with, with God forever. So this is a small amount of time that we have to begin to get the mind of Christ and to begin to think about eternity. And, to, and you know, that what, what does it take to do? It takes denying yourself. It takes putting things down and saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be obedient. I'm going to do what Christ is asking me to do.
Three things. I'm going to give you these three things. I won't be long. Three things that will be judged upon. You guys all right tonight? Everybody okay? Three things that will be judged upon. You know, as before I even get into that, three things that will be judged upon. You know, you know how we build our lives is very important. You're the building. How we build our lives is very important. How we use our spiritual gifts. God's given each and every one of us gifts. You have gifts from, from God. He's given each and every one of us spiritual gifts. And God certainly does look at the motives of our heart. He does look at the motives of our hearts. Three things. Number one, first thing. First thing that you're going to see judged is, is your work. Is your work. Is your work. Your deeds. And go back to the text. It says the fire will show if the work had any value. Your work. What did you do for the Lord here? Everybody okay tonight? Because, because I, you know, we, 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 we're maturing. Amen. And even as I read this text, and I thought, man, oh, I've missed it, Lord. I missed it here. I missed it here. I did this. I did that. And, I, and I, I'm thankful for God's grace. Because God is graceful. He's merciful. Amen. It, you know, I'm thankful for that. But your work, your work is going to be judged. Take your Bibles. I want to show you some text tonight. Let's go to Luke chapter 12, verse 7. Actually, go to Matthew chapter 10. Because I want, I want to say this, because see, God, you know, we think sometimes God doesn't look at the details. He doesn't see the, the details, because I, I, I've always felt like that in my spirit, that, that it'll be the little things that we do, that it's, it's the, the generosity or the kindness or things that we do, uh, random acts or whatever it may be, that's looked at, that, you know, that God can... You know that 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 will that will make it through the fire. You know, and um, you know, and I and I think of I, you know even the text in Matthew chapter ten. But you know, e- even before I go there, you know, it's it's that God. You know, He certainly looks at all the details, the little things. You know, if He knows in, in Luke chapter twelve verse seven, you know, the Bible says that He He knows the number of hairs that are upon our head. So if He knows the number of hairs that are upon our head, God pays attention to detail. He pays attention to detail. Matthew 10, verse 42. And it says, And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his what? Reward. Reward. So even a, a cold cup of water. <laughs> you, you, you guys, so God, God's paying attention to the details. It's not that we do things to boast and say, Look at what I've done. It's that God's paying attention to the details in our life. Amen? That, that, when, it, that when it comes before that refining fire, that, that even the small things, the small things make it through. The small things make it through. James chapter, um, James chapter 2, go there real quick, because I, I want you to understand that it's not just, um, it's not, you know, listen, it's, you, it's that you have a definition of work. You should work. If you're not working, get a job. You should work. But I'm not talking about just working in, in the natural, but it's that we're working at the things God asks us to do. That because I believe that God will, God, will, God will speak to the hearts of people, and as you're saved, He'll ask you to do certain things. 
and that you work at. You work, you work your faith. You work this thing called faith. And, and you, you don't just sit around and wait for, for somebody to, to push you, but you learn to activate the faith that God's put inside of you. But you'll see this in James chapter 2, verse 14. It says, What does it profit my brother if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked or destitute of any daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, it does not have works. It's dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So we understand that there, there's a crossing of faith and works. We have to work in, uh, uh, alongside of it. Faith, faith comes alongside of it. I'm not trying to even get into faith tonight, but faith without works is dead. We understand that the, the, we have to work. We have to work at these things. We, you have to work at being obedient. Obedience just doesn't, I'm just, you don't wake up t- today and feel like you're going to be obedient. The flesh, the natural man, you know, I'm going to, now I don't, I don't feel, I don't, you know, you ever wake up and not feel like going to work? Everybody said amen, right? That's right. Amen. Gracia was going through that the other day. She's like, I got to go in for an hour. And I'm like, and you know, and you know, and I'm like, and you know, watch her. She got up at like 5.15 in the morning and she's like, I got to go in for two hours, right? Two or, two or three hours. And she's like, it's not even really worth it for me to drive. But, but she's faithful. And I, you know, I, I, you know, kudos. You know, God's, God's, it's training though. Because listen, if, if she won't do that in her natural job, she'll never learn to grow in her faith walk. Oh, get, catch this, because if you're not willing to do things in the natural, you'll never learn to do things in the spiritual. So that, that's why working is, is one of the, uh, it's, work is a, is a solid foundation for every believer. A solid foundation. Let me finish this. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, on, uh, his son, on the altar? What did he have to do? He had to pack his son up. He had to actually, there, you know, he had to work at, you know, you imagine working at taking your son to an altar? To believe that your son was going to be sacrificed? Or believe that there was going to be a sacrifice provided, which I believe. But he, ha- he had to do as the Lord told him to do. So we have to work at the things that the Lord asks us to do. You guys with me? Because, because please understand, is God asking us to do things? Yes. He's asking every believer to do, to play a part, to do something. He's asking us all, praise Jesus. I'm thankful for that. So your work will be judged. Your work will be judged. Number two, your desires and your thoughts. Take your Bibles, go to Romans chapter 2, verse 16. And I want to explain this because it's important that you see it. Romans 2, verse 16. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Because even Paul is, you know, he's, he's saying something here in Romans chapter 2. He said, on that day. What day you guys think he's talking about on that day? Judgment day. On that day. On that day. When as my gospel proclaims, God will judge the secret, the secrets, watch this, and this is the amplified version, all the hidden thoughts and concealed sins of men through Christ Jesus. So God's, you know, again, 
on that day when, as my gospel proclaims, God will judge the secrets, all the hidden thoughts and concealed sins of men through Christ Jesus. So it's important that you understand that, you know, I, I want to say this because, take your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I, wa- I want you to see this because, because you can get a thought. You can carry out a thought, or you can bring that thought into subjection. Okay? You, you, you can have a thought, and you can kick the, th- you can kick the thought out. Right? You have the power as a believer to kick the thought out. You have the, you have the power as a believer, uh, you know, because, you know, what happens, a thought that comes that's, that's evil, that's of sin, if you, if you fester on that thing, it will manifest. You guys with me? Because if you fester on something, there's something that happens. If you, if you entertain that, and you allow that to, to come into your mind and it, it begins to overtake you or over, it begins to just come in that realm of your thinking, uh, it, it can move you into a place where you would sin. So, but I want to show you something in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 because you as a believer can bring your thoughts into captivity. If the enemy puts a thought into your head, you can quickly, nope, nope, not going there. You know, it's like sickness. Like, you know, we, we get very frustrated when we come under attack. Like even the sniffles or colds or anything like that. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to give that thought. I'm not going to give way to that in my thought life. I'm not going to give way to Google MD. I'm not going to give way to, to you know, I've got to figure out what this is. No, I'm going to stand upon the word of God. 2 Corinthians 10, see this real quick. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of stronghold, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought, that you can bring every thought into captivity. You don't have to speak everything that comes into your head. Amen. Amen. Everybody look, amen. You don't, have to, you don't have to blurt out everything just flows into the mind. You can, oh, stop, cut it off. You don't have to do that. That's something I've, I've learned over the years. I don't, everything that comes to my mind, I don't have to speak. Praise Jesus. It's good. It's good. Hallelujah. It's good. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we, we bring, we bring every thought into the obedience, our foundation, go back to the very, our foundation, our foundation is Christ Jesus. We bring everything back to the foundation. We're, we're, we're the building, we're the building, we bring everything back to the foundation, the foundation that is laid, the chief cornerstone is Christ Jesus. We bring it back, we bring it back to him and says, oh, I have a cornerstone over here that um, if my building's shifting or something's wavering, I have, uh, mm, I got to, rem- you know, see, this is the thing, you got to remember that there is, the, there is a cornerstone. Yeah, you got to remember that there is a Christ Jesus that you can go to. You know, you got to remember, well, oh, sin, I just, I just feel like doing this now. Or I just feel like, you know, no, I, I go back to the cornerstone. Christ Jesus is my cornerstone. Amen. Amen. So you could bring your thoughts into captivity. But, but take your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 12. I'm sure you knew this in the Scripture. These are things that are going to come before the Lord. And things we will be judged for. Luke chapter 12, verse 2. It 
It says, but there is nothing so carefully concealed. I'm reading out the Amplified again. Concealed that will not be revealed, nor so hidden that it will not be made known. For that reason, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed doors will be, will be proclaimed on the house, housetops. So whatever we've said, <laughs> we're, I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about the world. They're, they're, this judgment isn't for non-believers. This, this judgment is for believers. <laughs> you guys with me? Because this judgment's for believers. So, things that are concealed, things that have been said. Number three. Let's go to number three. Our declarations. Because see, it's important that you understand. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Our declarations, things that we say. Things that we say. Things that we say. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. You know, I, I think sometimes like when we think about, you know, Miranda and I were somewhere, I don't even know where we were at, and somebody made a comment and about America and about what was going on and, and, you know, and he was, he was quick to say, well, this is the judgment of, of God on, on America. And Miranda just looked at him and said, we're not under judgment. We will be. We will be. One day. Because people think God's up there judging. If, if you think about, you talked about it this morning. You know, when, when they were in the wilderness and they began to grumble and complain, God just said, you know, <laughs> let me just take them out. But Moses pleaded. Moses pleaded, you know, with, with God. And he said, God, you know, what are people going to say about you? God, what, what are people going to say about, you know, you? If, if this happens, what, you know, what are they going to think about you? And so he pleaded with the Lord. And the Lord, he spared the people. It, it's so that we as the body of Christ, really honestly, that we, we come into a place of, of maturity this year as we're thriving that God gives us the, the, the eyes to truly see everything that he's calling us to see you know I, I say this as your pastor I mean there, 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 are, there are things that, that, I, that I can't excuse in my life anymore there, you know there's things that I, that I have pushed off there's things in my, my physical health's one of them I, I've ignored a warning from the Lord and, and, and you know and if I don't listen, what should I expect? He's, there's the warning. It's been there. You know, and I'm talking personally for me. You know, it, it, these are things that I, that I have to do to strengthen me. And I believe that's what the Lord's doing in this church and in this body. He's going to strengthen people very, very, very quickly this year. Body, soul, and spirit. That we grow. That we grow to maturity. Amen? That we are mature as believers. That, you know, on that day, that, man, hmm, my works aren't going to get burned up. They're coming through. Amen? Amen. Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 12, verse, verse 36. Look at this. It says, But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless or useless word they speak. Oh, my. It says, that's not in there. It wasn't. I said that. So, it says, for by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will condemned and be sentenced. 
You know, and I, and I thought about this, and I don't know who listened to it preach about it, and he was like, you know, he said, you know, even your, your cuss words, the C-U-S-S, and then even, even the, the curse words, you know, curse, bringing judgment on someone. And I tell you, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a very real thing. That you're going you're to be judged on, you know, uh, things that are coming out of your mouth as a believer. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, that's, that's intense, right? You know, we, it, but see, I want you to understand something. God's, it, he's, not, he's not a hard God. He's a graceful and merciful God. Amen? Because there's nobody that's sitting in here tonight that says, I'm walking perfect, right? I'm walking, I'm walking on the, on the, I'm walking on the perfect trail. It's that we're being perfected in the image of Christ Jesus. His grace, and we're going we're gonna to preach on grace this year, and we're going to teach about grace because it's so important we understand the grace of God. But it's, it, please understand, because these are, you know, you go back to looking at, these are foundational things that we, that we need to teach in the body of Christ, that, you know, your words carry power. Death and the life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love will eat the fruit thereof. But the things that come out of your mouth, the Bible, the Bible is saying here, look, on, on that day of judgment, the things that you, you've said as a believer, as a believer, amen, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's going to be looked at. Wow, that's powerful, huh? There's the grace of God, amen? There's the forgiveness of sin. We have that. We have that. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. You know, I want to close with this tonight. Matthew 25. Let's look at this. Matthew 25. There are rewards that await you in heaven. In the Bible, the Bible talks about this, and maybe sometime I'll get Pastor Miranda to preach upon um, the crowns that are in heaven. She's preached that here. I don't know. Have you preached that here? It's been a while. But the, the crowns of heaven that, that await the believer. There are actual things, things in heaven that await you as a believer based upon the work that you do here, the things that you do here. But see, listen, it's so that we're ready. Matthew verse 25. It's so that we, we live ready. We've been in that series, Live Ready. Amen. Matthew 25, verse 1, it says, And the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were, uh, were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the, the virgins around them trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But that the wise answered, saying, No, least there should, be, uh, le- least there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom, the, the bride, bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. I believe that we, we don't know. And as I, as I talk and I, and I think about this even tonight, you know, that what we do on earth here matters. It's in, you know, again, this is a Sunday night. Please understand, it's, 
you know, we're talking about maturing as Christians and as believers. And, and God wants to do that with every believer. He wants you to come higher. Amen? He wants, you to, he wants every person in here to come higher. He wants you to be a solid Christian. Not just a Christian. I'm a Christian in name. But I'm a Christian that lives for Jesus. And I do what the Lord tells me to do. I'm faithful to God. Let that be your story. You, some of you may say, well, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. Praise God. That's, that's when you know the Holy Spirit's real. That's when you know, you, you know that there's conviction. That, you know, like I said, go back to the little things. It's like when, when you do the little thing, you do that little thing, that little act of obedience, and then, God, boom, God shows up. God's cool like that. He's great like that. You know, it's because He loves you, and He wants what we were singing about early. He want, it's so that the light, the light of Jesus shines. He shines through us. He shines through every believer. And I believe He's shining through this house, amen? Through the many believers that confess Jesus Christ as Lord. You know, listen, I, I believe, you know, I believe people in this house walk it. You're, you're walking. You're walking in the things of God. But I want to encourage you that we can, always walk, we can always walk higher and we can walk at a greater level. Be mindful of that. Be mindful. Be mindful to work unto the Lord. Amen? Be, be mindful that you, guarding your thought life. Don't entertain when the enemy throws something at you. Don't allow fear to manifest. Don't, don't allow, you know, be quick to run and get that stuff out of your head. And if you, and if you don't know how, get, please, please guys, the, the, you, you, nobody's alone. The, the, this, this church, you, nobody's alone. God, you, you call on someone. You say, hey man, I, I need somebody. I got some, I got some bad thoughts. I mean, there's nobody in here that hasn't said that, 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 that they haven't had some bad thoughts or, or whatever. You know, you, you, you get around somebody that can, can encourage you and say, you know, no, this is God's plan for your life. I'm God's building, amen? It, we are His people, but I'm His building. 